You're way out of control, man, Diane told him. Don't I know it? We passed by the front gate, and the zombies stood and stared at us. None of them tried to get in our path, but I knew from experience that they did not genetically associate a speeding vehicle with prey. But if you slowed down, it was a completely different story. As we made our way to Tuckahoe, we saw very little in the way of human life. We saw a pileup of six or seven cars that were burnt black and had not been cleared away, scorched corpses, or parts of them, hanging from windows. You know what that is? Tuck said, jabbing his thumb at the pileup. I looked at him. To a zombie, that's a barbecue. Diane tittered, but I said nothing, looking at a few near-devoured corpses sprawled in yards. Fast food, he pointed out. A helicopter passed high overhead, and in the distance, I saw crows or buzzards circling in the sky, meaning there was death, and lots of it. Somebody took a shot at us once, and a block later, a naked man came running across the road. He was carrying a sack of potatoes over his shoulder. It was disturbing, of course. I knew everyone wasn't dead, dying, or crazy, but those people stayed indoors. The village of Tuckahoe, which was really just part of Eastchester, had been a pretty little town of well-maintained older homes, bricks and clapboard, set on quiet leafy streets, lots of historical buildings, and the money to maintain them. As we drove on, I noticed that there were a lot of dogs running wild. I suppose that was to be expected. The houses all looked like crypts to me, and I had the weird urge to jump out and go house to house, knocking on doors, just to see what might answer them. The air was redolent with the odor of burning wood, and we all saw plumes of smoke rising over the trees. The farther we got into town, we could see that a fire had raged recently, consuming houses and stores and trendy shops. Most of them had burnt down to frames, and nobody had come to put them out. On the side of a white clapboard house, somebody had painted the following. The rapture is here now. Christ Jesus has gathered his faithful. They shall be welcomed to the bosom. The sinner shall suffer. Meet now thy abomination. None of us commented on that. What was there to say? It was expected, spelling errors and all. What was going on would bring all the nutjobs and wackos out of the woodwork. Many of them were to be pitied. Others, those with guns and fatal visions, were to be feared. We came up to a nice and well-manicured park, and some guy came running out in the street. Not a zombie, of course, just a crazy. He was an old guy with white hair. He was barefoot. Tuck stopped, and he ran right up to the front of the jeep and slapped his hands on the hood. His face was covered with sores, and his teeth were rotting out of his mouth. I got the feeling he probably made his home in an alley before all this happened. Beware and be warned! He shrieked in his lunatic voice. The monsters are in the streets! They are here now! They will come for you! They will feed on you! Be warned! He stumbled off to spread the word, and Tug drove on. Consider that our inspirational message for the day, he said. Diane lit a cigarette. I keep thinking, what if it's only crazy ones like that who survive all this, she said. Well then? Then the world will look a lot like L.A., like Hollywood Boulevard on a Friday night, Tuck said. Never having been there, I decided to take his word on that. He toured around the park, and there were corpses everywhere. We saw the truly dead well-picked by birds and dogs, and unmoving, which had for some reason congregated there, as if some strange primal impulse had forced them to crawl out of the open to die. We also saw the sick, the near-dead. They were wandering around, some naked, some wearing pajamas and nightgowns. They weren't zombies. Not yet. A lot of them were delusional, 
chatting away and calling out to invisible friends. A few were on the ground, contorting and convulsing, much the way Dick said Elena had right before she died. I saw dogs chewing on the cadavers, fighting over scraps. Ravens sat atop heads, picking at eyeballs and soft tissues. The stink of death was nauseating. Over near the ball field, the walking dead were putting in an appearance. They were marching in uneven rows, many of them holding their arms out before them like sleepwalkers. They did not move fast, but they kept coming and coming, shambling ever forward. Like the sick, they were in various stages of dress and undress. Some wore burial suits and dresses, others were naked from the mortuary slab, while others in hospital johnnies, and many more dressed in the trappings of the wealthy suburbanite. Gotta be a hundred or more, Diane pointed out. Good reason to get the hell out of here, Tuck said.